Well, good morning, everyone. Um, it's good to be with you this morning. Um, all of you should have your, all ten of us should have our handouts here. And those of you can get the other handouts off the website. Um, this morning, um, I've got quite a bit of stuff that I want to just kind of share with all of you. And um, this particular teaching is going to stem from um, many weeks of um, different things that um, I've been sensing and feeling. And, and I know you probably can, can relate to some of these things. But um, I want to, before I go into the, the teaching, I want to rewind and um, go back and, uh, you know, so some of the things that Pastor shared Wednesday night were very, very important. It kind of helped, um, I don't know, there's, there's times when you're, when you're walking through something and you know you're in the midst of it, but you can't necessarily um, fully interpret, not that we ever will, but, and then you hear somebody say something and all of a sudden it triggers something inside you. And Wednesday night was kind of that, that way. And um, I had had some conversations with he and some others uh, about some things prior to this. But uh, I, we're living in glorious days, but at the same time, uh, we're living in dark days. And so I really struggle with, with the title this morning of how, what to give it. And so I just kind of ended with finally came up with darkness and light and and i know that uh we are in the, the the year of wisdom and revelation and wisdom is taking the light into the darkness and i think so much of what um you might have been feeling over these last number of months or weeks and so much of what i felt has kind of been a precursor of sensing the darkness in preparation of being being able to release the light and so that's kind of the, the premise of what I want to share this morning. And this is, it might appear to be a doom and gloom, but uh, it, it's not. Whenever, whenever we're talking about things that are not necessarily, um, this sounds crazy, but it, I think it's okay to talk about evil things because it exposes the enemy and his lies. So rather than us thinking, oh, I can't come up here and talk about darkness, everybody's going to think, oh, this is, this is doom and gloom. No, it's exposing the enemy and his tactics and, and lies is really what it's doing. And it should help all of us to some degree go, you know what, I felt that. And, and it should empower us and go and, and enable us to, to know, hey, we're, we're in this thing together and others around us are sensing this. So for me, I had a hard, I've had a hard time over the last number of months because I faced a lot of and I've sensed a lot of the things that in, in the dark realm that I I knew they were there, and I knew I was, it was happening, and there would be glimmers of um, light that would come to kind of help illuminate the pathway, but yet the darkness seemed to not overtake, but it was very prevalent. And so, as I mentioned, Pastor was talking about this, this thing that happened with him recently about how he was in his car and this just kind of overwhelmed him. He's, he's asking the Lord, Lord, what is this? And he, he taught about the spirit of heaviness on Wednesday night, kind of explained what that was, and then the prevailing of not letting the iniquities prevail against us. And so there were a few words that, 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 he, that, that came out of his mouth that kind of triggered something in me. And I thought, okay, I need to focus on this passage in Ephesians 6. 
And I have not really studied this that much. I know he's written about the prince's part of it. But what, what my heart was, was, was latching hold of was Ephesians 6. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and read that verse, and we'll, we'll come back to it later. But this is kind of what launched me into this. And I believe that our intercession and what we're facing, you know, is it prepares us for what's to come. It's like we're, we're in it, and then we go in, we, we, we transition out of it. And then, like, for example, if it's, if it's darkness that I'm sensing and I'm feeling and I know it's, it's there and, and you feel the characteristics of it, why is that? I don't always quickly go, why is that? I, I tend to, and maybe it's the gifting. Maybe it's because I get wrapped up in it and the atmospheres and, and the influences that I don't readily just go, oh, 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 wow, this is a precursor for releasing the light. So I don't all and, and I, you're probably the same way, but it's, it, it can be difficult because the Lord's trying to train us. El Shaddai is trying to go, okay, I'm teaching you. I've led you to this. And then your mind gets in and you start thinking all manner of craziness. <laughs> and, and, then he, and then there's a glimmer of light where, where you'll hear the Lord say, take that captive, that still small voice, in the midst of all the chaos and in the midst of all the sensing of the darkness, and we ain't even talked about gross darkness. That's a different aspect of it. But Ephesians 6 is where Wednesday night I was over there, and this is what triggered in me. And I want to read it. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. We, we know what that is, against powers. But here's, here's the one that stood out to me, and I haven't really focused on it. Rulers of the darkness of this world. And that triggered into me, and I thought, you know what? We're in a wrestling match with the rulers of the darkness that's in this world, and it's preparation for what? Wisdom and revelation in releasing the light into the darkness. And so that helped make a lot of sense in my mind. It helped me understand. So that led me on to this study about darkness. And I know there's been teachings and um, different things about it, but darkness doesn't mean, you know, it's just you turn the lights off, it's dark. It can mean that, but it also can represent things. And I've, as you can see on page one there, we're going we're gonna to look at the Hebrew word hosak, and it means dark, darkness, misery, destruction, death, ignorance, sorrow, and wickedness. So there's all these other characteristics of, I believe, these, these rulers that are, that are, and it's plural, <laughs> that are focused on managing the, the darkness that's out there in this world. And as an intercessor, when we, when we come up against this, we're going to feel things like you may feel misery. You may feel measures of destruction. You may feel measures of, of like you're, you're you you've lost a sense of direction or you're 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 kind of and it's not you it's these rulers that are governing the darkness that we're penetrating into with the light but you don't sense the light all you can sense sometimes is is the darkness but light is coming and so throughout this study that's why i titled it darkness and light because every time darkness shows up light's there which is really really uh, it's just it's just intriguing to see that all throughout this, and then we're going to look at the the New Testament if we get there uh, with Skotos, and that just means 
the, the shadiness or obscurity. And that's some of the things that these rulers of this darkness of this world do. Is they make things very unclear. It's, it's like a shadow, an outline. You, you can't really determine. And, and they're really skilled at doing that, where, where you just, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. But I, I felt so many different characteristics like this over these last number of months. And at times, just being honest, you feel like you're being overtaken by it. And you're not because you still try to focus and say, Lord, I know I need to be. Intercession is key here because when, when you're wrestling with a, whether it's a principality or it's a, an exousia power or a, or a, uh, the cosmo, uh, cosmos crater here, the rulers, we have to stay in intercession. That is the thing that's going to help us overcome. And, and they're governing the world. And I think that's interesting too. Um, so let's look at this, and we're going to start with a, a well-known passage uh, in Exodus uh, chapter 10. And I've titled this, Darkness and Thick Darkness Covering the Land of Egypt. And Yahweh says unto Moses, Stretch out your hand towards heaven, that there be darkness, or hosak, over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. And Moses stretched forth his hand towards heaven, and there was a thick darkness. That thick darkness there is a little bit of a different terminology. In all the land of Egypt three days, they saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days. But, look here, the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. That is incredible. I mean, I know this darkness here was a, a, a literal darkness. They couldn't see each other, but it was so dark, they couldn't move for three days. And in this case... We have the promise that, that we're going to have light in our dwellings even in the midst of darkness being all around this world or, or in different lands. In this case, it was Egypt. So even though you, you're sensing the darkness, it doesn't mean God's left you, He hates you, oh, you, all these things that go through your mind and many others that I won't even say. He's, he's there with us regardless. I mean, He's the one that's kind of led us into it and... and and allowed that to us to sense the darkness. Why would he want us to fail? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an oxymoron type of thing. But I just think this is so interesting. When you look at light here, it means illumination or to be bright or, or luminous. So really, figuratively, we are taking, when we say we're taking the light, it's a literal light because we know God is light but it's also the illumination of the revelation with that light that we're bringing into these places where he leads us that's going to just explode and open up people and open up places that um only the light can do that but it's we have to walk through the darkness in order to be those that really we don't have to but the lord allows allows those things it's just like the apostle paul he tried three times, Lord, I don't like this mess from Satan. Remove him, get him out of here. And the Lord said, no, my grace is sufficient. And he allows a lot of this stuff to train us. And, and, and we, you know, I can only speak for myself. I don't get it sometimes the first time around. So he has to take me back and go, you know what, here it is again. So um, I just think this is remarkable. Um, and, and let's look at the next one. Yahweh lightens the darkness. And this is found, and there, there are way too many other verses that have this concept in it, but I've just kind of got a few that kind of stand out here. Um, 
2 Samuel chapter 22, verses 29 through 35. This is a song of David. I left out the word of there. And, he, and, it's, and he's proclaiming deliverance from all of his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He says in verse 29, For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and Yahweh... The plan of God will lighten or illuminate my hosack, the darkness that I'm in. I love that. We're in, we're in company like David. Whenever we're, whenever we're faced with darkness or we're sensing things that, are, that, are, that, are, that can be miserable or destructive or whatever it might be, he's proclaiming that the plan of God that Yahweh has is going to illuminate that darkness. And then he goes into this famous, these famous verses that we all know. For by thee I will run through a troop, and by my Elohim I have leaped over a wall. As for Elohim, his way is perfect. The heart of God is perfect. The pathway he has for all of us is perfect. And then he says, the word of Yahweh is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. So you've got trusting in the, in the mix as well. He says, for who is God? Save the Lord. Who is a rock? Save our God. God is my strength and power, and he makes my way perfect. It's so personal here. And, and David, I mean, he doesn't negate the fact that he, he didn't say he didn't step in any darkness. I mean, imagine how he felt when he's got this king, Saul, trying to uh, pin him to the wall and kill him with a javelin. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever had anybody uh, attempt to do that to me, literally, but I mean... It must have felt really um, unpleasant, to say the least. And then he says, he makes my feet like hinds feet, and he sets me up on high places. He teaches my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. And so my, my main focal point on this is in the midst of the Hosack, whatever it is that you might be sensing in, in the darkness around you, we need to know that 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 the Lord is going to lighten that darkness. He's going to bring illumination in the midst of it. And then we'll be able to proclaim like David, okay, by, I, I'm running through a troop. I'm leaping over a wall. God's way is perfect. So he's describing and detailing the things he's experiencing on a personal level, and then he transitions and goes, you know what? God's way is perfect. He, he's with me. He's not against me. And, and it's so... I don't know. God just, he's totally different than us as humans. And, I, and I'm grateful because there's so many times where I'm thinking, you sure you still want to partner with me after I did this? That's just me. I'm humanly thinking. And, but he doesn't, he doesn't respond that way to us. I mean, when we need to turn and go, you know what, Lord, uh, I repent. I mean, if repentance is needed, great. But um, he, he's there with us. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. But I love how uh, all the details of, of, of David and how he just he lays it out there. And you can, I can really um, feel some of the things that he faced, and I know you do as well. Um, yes. This morning, and one of the things that I love about this is that, you know, thinking about what was, what was spoken on Wednesday night about not as embracing the darkness, but partnering in the midst of it. But one of the things I love about this psalm in relationship to, in relation to that, like you began, was that when David began to 
to pray to God and to declare God's strength and his goodness in the midst of him being surrounded by his enemies and being that he begins to speak about how how God is in the darkness and how God yeah. made the habitation, you know, the darkness his habitation, you know, his secret place. And David had to meet him in that secret place, in that darkness, to actually partner with God in bringing the light. So we have to be able, you know, we have to, it's not like God's calling us to dwell in the darkness, but he's calling us into him. He's in the darkness. Yeah, there's a bunch of those scriptures, yeah. He is, he's in the darkness. But like you said, you yeah, that and, and that and, and you bring that up. That's a different type of of discerning the darkness in in that regard. Yeah, I mean, but it is. But it is. I mean, he does dwell. Uh, and you know, pastors mentioned a few times and, and written a lot about that. Um, and and if you have ever had the privilege of, of encountering that, it is a. But it, it it's it's a different type of discerning of that of that darkness. This that I'm talking about here is more a. Um, um, on a um, the rulers of the darkness of this world, that that type of thing. But no, that that's great. But it's it's the same definition of darkness. It, it is. It's, it's misery. It's it's. <laughs> it, it it can feel that way. It's oppression. Yeah, it's all those things that you described. But nonetheless, there that's where our deliverance is. I mean, that's that's he draws us into that to partner with him in our deliverance. Yeah, I was reading through all those verses too, and. You know, kind of, it's 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 crazy. I mean, um, I mean, it, it, just the fact that you say God God dwells in the darkness. I mean, if you said that at the Methodist Church down here, they would brand you as um, a heretic and 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 want to throw you over the cliff. I mean, but the Scripture does say that, and it's just really interesting. Um, He's calling us, calling us into the, 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 the depths of who he is. And Pastor, did you have something you wanted to? Of 
what God deposited for, for light to be revealed. And that's a powerful thing. And they, they know, they, they try to utilize uh, what God put in that, and it's like iniquity on iniquity. They twist that. And then they work with the, um, the pneumaticos, demonic pneumaticos, which is next. Mm -hmm. So there is, there is something that is being, <laughs> we've been commissioned to bring light in this year in many places of darkness, and we're, we're not afraid of this, the scripture specifically says it, but with this, these things <coughs> are trying to bring disturbance to us, plus the darkness itself. Which so you got the twofold. You've got you've got what God said, like when we talk about Wednesday and what you're riding on here, it wouldn't be riding on, but you're building on it. Um, you've got the darkness itself, which you which you confront in the timing of the Lord for the purpose of bringing light. And then you have these ones that have been managing in what they learned about what the throne put that darkness to do. And um, so you've got both of those influences at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, but God's in it. And so that's what Paul wrestles with. He uses the term wrestle. Wrestle. Right. Wrestle. And um, that's, you know, it's not lobbing words. It's not making declarations necessarily. It's, it's just it's, wrestling. Yeah, it's, it's close encounter. So uh, I, think, I think it's interesting. And I pray God will help us. It's only the spirit of truth that will guide us into a further understanding of this, because it's not just coming through study. It, it's not. It's it's God illuminating His Word in conjunction with what we've been entrusted to do. Yeah, it, it's a do, to do and teach thing. Can I say one more thing too? <laughs> yeah. Because so much of what He's taught us is being is going to be applied. Is being applied, and another thing that I really love about this is David says. He heard my voice out of his temple. I cried unto him and he heard my voice. And then the whole progression of him appearing in the secret place, and it really is the picture of the voices, thunders, lightnings, and earthquakes, but he speaks about the light being in the lightning. And the lightning comes and it hits the earth and it, it destroys the enemies that are coming against his anointed one. So, so much of this, what I see is that he's giving us like practical application of uh, our intercession and our lifting our voice. But in, in that, we have to recognize that David was crying from a dark place. I mean, he was crying. He was in the darkness and God met him there and, and heard his voice. And God brought restoration. God brought deliverance. Mm -hmm. God brought through that progression of you know, that fourfold progression. So, and the light was the lightning, which is suns, which is, so it's, it's just such an application of wisdom for us. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's true, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for the uh, insights. <clears throat> it's always good. Yeah, I, the, I know I've read the scripture, but I just, you know, that, that rulers of the darkness, just, it seems to be kind of, prominent because that's what we if you if you haven't sensed this or felt it be grateful because it's really not a <laughs> i mean it's man it your pastor mentioned two influences it's like you know to me I, it's like i felt four or five or six different at the same time 
uh, in different ways. And uh, the key that I have to tell myself is just keep interceding, Mark. Just keep interceding. And I, and I, and I tell myself that repeatedly in my mind because these, 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 this darkness will try to seep into your thoughts. And you just have to take every thought captive and, and everything that would try to exalt itself against the knowledge of theos. That's another thing we'll look at. But um, because it's, it's, they, they play with your mind. They try to twist things. And it's very, very dark. But the Lord's with us. I'm, I'm not going to focus on the darkness. I know he's with us. I'm going to say one more thing. Okay. To you okay. I almost sent you a text this morning. Okay. And I, and I do know that. So that's Thank a you. word for you. I mean, there's a reason why he has you here. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I'm believing that for all of us. I mean, we need to know that, that our voice, he is hearing our voice. Yeah. Our voice of intercession, he is hearing it. I mean, he's responding. I mean, just, just if we can just remember, we forget things so easily. And I'm, I'm saying I do. If we can remember what the Lord has done and... And just think back to all the times when we were interceding and something happened. I'm going to share something that's kind of silly. But it's a practical application. There was something that I needed a couple of days ago. And I'm not going to tell you what it was. That's not the point. The point is that God will provide for a need, okay? It was silly, but um, I got up one morning and I thought, you know, Lord, I really need this thing over here. And it was a need. It wasn't a want. So by the end of the day... He provided the need uh, for what I was asking for. And just trust me, it was, it was silly, but it was a sign that I know every need you have. And this is just an indication of how I'm going to provide. So I just, let's just all try to remember the things the Lord's done to help encourage ourselves in the Lord. So, and, okay, so let's keep moving here. Um, where were we? Yahweh lightens the darkness. Um, the subsection there, sitting in darkness and Yahweh being a light. Micah speaks of this in Micah 7, verses 7 and 8. says, therefore I will look. And this word for look here is the word that's predominantly used for watchman. It means to lean forward and to peer in the distance to observe and wait. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look unto Yahweh and I will wait for Elohim or, or the heart of God of my salvation. My Elohim will hear Shema. He's going to hear, not only hear the, the, the voice of the individual, but he's going to respond too. And then he says, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. He didn't say if I'm going to fall. He says, when I fall, guess what? I will arise. In other words, I'm going to get up even though I'm going to fall. And then it says, when I sit in Hosak, Yahweh will be my light unto me. He's going to be the illumination. He's going to bring the, the luminosity, as it were, and, and provide everything that I need at that time frame. Amen. That's what we've just been talking about that. I think it's important that it's the plan. Yeah. I mean, when you consider the plan of God, that is your life. That is something you can, I don't know. To me, he's really highlighting that um, in me, just you know, really um, embracing the plan. Because regardless of what's going on, the plan itself is what 
um, gives confidence. Exactly. When we are in Him and in His Spirit, everything makes sense. It just does. That's right. <laughs> Well, it's so clear that, you know, when David said, he teaches my hands to war, it's clear that there's going to be an adversary, because if you knew warfare, but there were no air, uh, adversaries, that would be wasted time, right? Right. So there's going to be darkness, there's going to be hard times, there's going to be times of war, but he teaches our hands. War, and I think that's for David. It was spiritual as well as physical. He was a master at, at tactics and uh, military tactics and mm -hmm. so on. But he didn't think of all that himself. No, oh, no, he God. He God was doing, and, and the Lord was war. teaching him to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't say it that way, but I mean, we see it in action. Yeah, and we're we're in that same pattern. He lets us do things. And you're like, oh, okay. And then he, he teaches us. I mean, it's just, that's his pattern. That's the way he does things. And, and you know what? When you think about it, none of us in this room likes to you know, wake up and go, you know what? I want to walk into the darkness today. I mean, we don't get up. We don't think that way. But the Lord directs us. I mean, he directs us into these types of experiences. And rather than... You know, look at it from a negative standpoint, and that's something that evangelistically is is something that we'll try to attack, where where you'll be facing this, and the enemy and these other forces will always try to get you to magnify um, all this junk that you're walking through instead of magnifying the Lord. And I always have to step back and go, you know what? And Trisha is always helpful in this regard too, to go, you know what? You're you're focusing too much on this, no? and so the two are better than one thing principle comes into play where the other person sees you getting ready to go. You're going a little bit too deep into this. Come out of it. So rather than I need to, I'm learning to discern the darkness or whatever it may be and not just get, um, what's the word? Consumed by it. But rather be consumed by the Lord because when I, when I say, and you guys know this, when we are in his spirit or in his breath, moving and letting his spirit move through us, in our spirits, in fact, our minds and our bodies, everything makes perfect sense. And oh, that we could <laughs> live there 24-7. I mean, we can, but we can't because of the limitation of our, of our, of our physical and our sinful nature. But I know when, when I'm in his, in his breath and he's, he's praying through me and, and praying through you, I mean, all the, all the garbage, all the negativity, anything that might be coming against you, his spirit says, you know what, I can, I can deal with that, and I can wipe that away in uh, less than a millisecond. I don't even know what less than a millisecond is, but he can do it. His spirit can do it. And when he says, it's not by might, not by any power we have, but only by his spirit, that's what he means. And he's trying to tell us the solution to everything we face is his spirit. That's it. We can't find it in a job. We can't find it in money. There's no other place where this can be found. Perfect peace and perfect agape is only found in His Spirit. That's it.
<laughs> and, I, and I'm grateful for that. And he, he's always faithful to remind all of us of that. You, you reflect back on a time where you were walking through something dark. And it was hard. It was challenging. But remember those times where you, his spirit was saying, hey, come away with me. And you get away with him. And he just, his spirit just begins to flow through you. And man, it was like you could leap over a wall. You could, you could whip a bear with a switch. Or you, you felt like you could, because of his spirit within you. And that's, that's how he does us. And it's just so, it's mind-boggling to know that I can, I can make all these mistakes and I can do things that maybe are not correct, but he still doesn't, you know, have the whip and ready to, you know, just take me out. He, he still loves us. So anyway, I've kind of gotten yes. on a rabbit trail, but... Uh, now let's look at um, Isaiah had a lot of things to say about um, darkness. Um, putting darkness for light. Isaiah 5 verse 20 says this. Woe unto them that call raw Tob and Tob raw. That put Hosak for light. And then light for Hosak. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. I mean, do you <laughs> That's unbelievable there. I mean, you, you've got a, a mixture of, of different ones that are saying, okay, um, uh, they're calling uh, things that are twisted the, the, the evil, and they're, they're saying it's Tob, right? Isn't that going on in our world today? Isn't that trying to infiltrate what God is releasing into the church, and people are taking it, and, they're twist, and the enemy's twisting it, and they're believing it, and so that's there. Um, and then you factor in this, this Hosack, People are, are saying Hosack is, and they're equating it for the light. So I guess maybe in some sense, maybe, maybe I'm sensing and you're sensing this Hosack for light business. And there's uh, these rulers that are trying to convince us that, um, I know I'm not saying this very well, but we just have to stay in the heart of the Lord. We have to. And, and as we do that, we will overcome. And we know that there will be a crown of authority given to all of us. That's the key. The Lord will help us overcome. Amen. The opening of vision. Out of uh, obscurity and darkness. I love this. Um, and this is where being able to discern between the tobe and the raw. Isaiah 29 says, And in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall ra'ah out of obscurity. And that word there. Is, is a different Hebrew word. Obscurity there means to like the, the setting of the sun where it's, it gets real dusky or it's dim or shadowy. That's the terminology that's used there. Um, and out of Hosak. So, so it's really being able to discern um, between the tobe and the raw when you're in this obscurity and you're in this Hosak. And, 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 and that, I think that's incredible. And it speaks about, it refers back to vision. The, the, the vision, the eyes of individuals that are not seeing, they're going to be able to discern the obscurity and, and the darkness and not be overcome by it. I guess is what I'm saying here. Do you guys see that? Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot to this. And then look what happens. He brings in the meek here. The meek shall also increase their joy in the plan, Yahweh, and the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. I love that. I mean, you got the joy uh, of being in the plan. 
Stacy, we were just talking about that. <laughs> the joy of being in the plan. When we're, when we're not in the plan, it's just the opposite, right? We're all depressed and we're all um, every S you've got. And, and it's because we, we, we need to remind ourselves, be in the Lord. Focus on his plan. There's times where there's going to be explosions and everything's just hopping. And, but there's times where there's going to be nothing going on. So do we not have joy even though nothing's going on? We should still have that abiding joy within. And even if we don't, we just need to reflect on the plan and go, what is God doing in us right now? What is he establishing? What country is he affecting right now? Is God doing anything right now? Our minds will tell us just the opposite. God's doing a major work in other countries that, you know, we, we hear snippets of it, but we know that he's doing an incredible, expansive work all over the world. So the fact that we've got, we've got rulers that are trying to govern the darkness attacking and, and we're sensing the, those kind of things should be indicative of what? The light is getting ready to invade the darkness. And that's what I almost titled this, invading the darkness with the light. Because that's what the Lord is going to be, that's what he's doing. He's doing it already, but it's going to be on a much grander scale than any of us have ever known. Well, Mark, the reason why I brought up the plan, and, and just this is just personal to me, but, you know, when I am dealing with something, a challenge or whatever, when I look at it as part of God's plan, mm -hmm. then I'm not discouraged, and I'm not overtaken, and I'm not in fear, and I'm, okay. I'm not worried about it. Because I think, this is part of God's plan. Okay, can you pray for me? I was kidding. No. <laughs> so I just mean, uh, you know, you say, you talk about taking thoughts captive and all that, but as soon as, not as soon as, you know, you know sometimes <laughs> it can happen as soon as, but it is so at the forefront that I think you're wanting me to learn something here. It's really one of the first things I think of. I go, this sucks, but what is this? This is part of your plan. You're getting me where I'm going because I think of Joseph. God taking me to that study because when he was thrown into the pit, it didn't look like the plan of God, but it exactly was mm -hmm. the plan of God. So when you look at that hopeless, horrible, not looking at the plan of God situation, but you know that it is, it changes your perspective immediately. And then you're not in despair, you're totally looking at it from a different perspective. And I'm just saying, this yeah. is what God has used for me. No, that, and that's, that's great. That, that's, that's the way it should be. And so that's why I, when it said Yahweh, looking at the plan, I mean, that just, that is just a deal breaker for me. It says, it doesn't matter what's happening. I don't even care if my arms are being lopped off. It doesn't care what's happening. It's the plan of God. And that's all that matters. It is. That's the bottom line for me. Yeah, when he says all things work out for the good, that's what he means. That those that are, that are, that are moving in it is agape. I mean, that's, that's key. I mean... And that's all of us in this room. But so many times I... But the Spirit always, he's, he's reminding in the midst when I'm going, you know what, I'm thinking just the opposite. And I say I'm thinking, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's uh, the enemy too and, and me. And then, so when you factor both of those in there, it's like Paul said, there's a war going on on the inside. But ultimately what I'm you're saying, saying is the way we should respond. I'm not saying there's not ever any struggle and... You know, like what Petra said happened in the car. That happens to me. You just kind of get caught up in the reverie of some kind of, you know, complaint or whatever. And you let that continue for half an hour. And you think, why did I just spend my time doing that? 
You know, because you do just kind of get caught. And usually those thoughts are all because they're internalizing. It's what you, that's what your deal is. And it's, it's kind of a stroking thing. And, you know, you really don't recognize it right away. So it is hard to fight that right in the minute. But when I start feeling that discouragement from that thought process, that's when I go, oh, wait a minute. It's okay. Because regardless of these things going on, and maybe these things are real or not, it's still the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're okay, right. I'll shut up. I saw you no, 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 you're good. No minutes. problem. No problem. And you have four pages left. Yeah, there's, there's no way. I want to see this happen. I think you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you think we can? Okay. Maybe if I read um, in um, 2.5x speed. Um, it is I, all about how you look at things. It, it really is. is, and that has to do with faith. Um, I, I, uh, what shall I say? I didn't know him, but I, I listened to a fellow that was a preacher, and he looked to be in very good shape, yet his health was very, very poor. And one thing led to another, and because of diabetes, he had his big part of his leg cut off. Mm. And he was absent from his congregation, but when he came back, um, his first day back, they had a stool set up for him, and he sat on the stool, and he leaned over, and the first thing he said to his congregation was, I already have one foot in heaven. Does he know I'm in heaven? My laptop arms are already in heaven. Yeah. And, you beat and me there. It, it was such I can a tell you that it was already in heaven. How you look at things. I wish I was with him. You know, that his faith was not detoured in one bit. He was in the God's plan, and he knew that God was in control. Yeah. So much of this is about our faith. So much, I mean, you think about Abram or Abraham. I can't remember what his name was at that point, but doesn't the Bible says that darkness came over him? I mean, he it's yeah, like yeah, the it's, atmosphere of darkness yeah. when God first told him about the bondage and all of that, and then began to talk to him about the greatest expansion there ever was, which was I the sands of the sea. And mm-hmm. then the, the, you know, the burning lamp. How could there be a burning lamp if he wasn't in this atmosphere of darkness? So in, it's, it, that was so much about faith, about are we partnering with the plan of God from his right hand? Mm-hmm. And yeah, we don't always see and know. Neither did he. I mean, he, he took the concubine. I mean, the story, you know, the story. But mm-hmm. he made some mistakes because so... It's all good. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I like this next one here that Isaiah uh, references in Isaiah 42. It's uh, I've titled it "Out of the Prison House." In, in uh, ver- uh, verses five through seven, thus saith God the Lord who created heavens, the heavens and stretched them out. He that spread forth the earth and it comes out of it. He that gives breath, the inshema, unto the people and spirit or ruach to them that walk therein. I, the Lord Yahweh, have called thee in righteousness, and I will hold thine hand, and will keep thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles. Verse 7, to open up, and that obviously is is focused on opening up the the visionary capabilities of the blind, to bring bring out the prisoners from the prison, and them that sit in, 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 in Hosak, I forgot to put that there, out of the prison house. So there's this connective with not 
those that have become so bound by what they've walked through in the darkness, but God promises even at that point, he can bring them out of what he says is like a prison house. And, and I think that's, I don't ever want to go there. I want to be able to, and I know you don't either, but if we get in too deep or we get in over our head, we have promises like this where, where the Lord himself is going to say, you know what, I can bring you out of that as long as we turn to him, I guess is what I'm kind of saying here. So out of the prison house. So treasures of darkness. This is one we've known for, for years. Thus saith Yahweh to his anointed. This is the plan to Cyrus, whose right hand have I holden, to subdue nations before him, and um, I will loose the loins of kings to open up the two-leaf gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before thee, and I will make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the, the gates of brass and cut in asunder the bars of iron. He's going to take care of things. Yeah. I mean, nothing can stop him, basically. He says, and I will give thee the treasures of Hoshak. That's interesting, isn't it? I'm going to give you, the, there, there's treasures in Hosak or of Hosak. And may, I don't know, may, there's something in me that, that doesn't quite get that. How can you have treasure and darkness? It's like they're opposites of one another. But even in the midst of it, however this begins to manifest, I mean, a lot of times you think it might be people, but it might not be just people. It might be there is a tre treasure trove of, of revelation or insight that comes out of being in the midst of the hosek, the darkness that you're walking through. That's kind of what, what I feel is part of this, not all of it. So whatever we're walking through that might be miserable or might be destructive or whatever we're sensing that might, we might feel these characteristics, guess what? Treasure's coming out of that. It's kind of, that's incredible to me. <laughs> See, that's, that's, yeah, that's a great point, man. That, that's, I mean, there, there's a lot here is what I'm saying. Much more than I even, even know at this point. So, Lord, thank you for this. And he says, not only that, but I'm going to give you hidden riches of secret places so that thou mayest know that I, Yahweh, have called thee by name, and I am the God of Israel. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, mine elect, I have called thee by name. I have surnamed you, though thou hast not known me. So, Lord, we welcome um, whatever it is you're, you're revealing in the darkness in this hour to, to all of us. And, Lord, help us to, to learn exactly what it is that you've predestined every person in this room to learn. Never let us ever say that the intercession that you're, you're, you're partnering with us in is not having an impact. Lord, you're getting ready to impact places in this world that are going to be forever changed. It's beyond anything we've ever known, anything we've ever seen. We're walking through the darkness, but you're with us in the midst of it. David said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, death is there. I will fear no evil. Nothing that's twisted. I'm not going to fear it because I know you are with me. You are with us. And you're for us and you're not against us. Yeah. 
So we, we, we thank you for that, Lord. Apart from that, we, we would fail every time. Now, Isaiah, this one was interesting. We, we know this fasting passage. The chosen fast, light rising out of obscurity. And I'm not going to read all of this. I want to skip down. Um, let me just figure out where I'm going to go. Let's start at verse 6. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness. I love these, this, the verbiage that's here. He wants to loose something off of people. And he wants to break away any bands that, that kind of bind people that are, that are wicked in nature. He says, fasting does that. And then he wants to undo heavy burdens. And then he wants to take oppression and bring measures of freedom. And then not only that, he keeps going, but I want to break every yoke. And we know the anointing breaks every yoke. So when we fast, and we've been fasting for some time now, right? These are some of the benefits that the Lord is going to be doing. He is going to be loosing wickedness off of people. He's going to undo things that are, that are weighting people down. He's going to, the oppression that maybe we felt or sensed as we've been about our day-to-day -day activities, he's going to bring a measure of freedom to all of us. How else can we overcome oppression if we don't walk through it, right? We experience it and somehow walk through it and go on the other side and we're free, we're free right? I mean, I'm not saying we have to, but there's something about us walking through the things that God allows that empowers us and does give us that crown. That's the process, right? I believe that's the process. If we don't walk it out, how can you overcome something? If it's just given to you automatically, right? He, he's with us. <laughs> no matter what I've been thinking over the last number of months, no matter <laughs> how twisted and crooked it has been in my mind, I know by virtue of these verses and, and what the Lord's doing in us, He's with all of us. And He's not left us. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out of thy house? When thou hast seest the naked, thou will cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. Then shall what spring forth? Light will break forth as the morning, and not only that, but health. And the word for health there means to restore, to complete soundness or wholeness. And it's going to come forth in a speedily fashion. This is all because of fasting. So we're partnering so that, and I think it's for us personally, but I think it's also for other people so that they can walk in complete wholeness in every way. Mental wholeness. So much of what we face is up here. And, and I don't know about you, but there's times whenever we're in the midst of warfare and you're, you're wrestling with a ruler of darkness, man, you come away from that sometimes contaminated and you, we need things like this. The Lord knows that. And I think that's why he highlights it all the time and going, you know what? I know you're fighting this, this ruler. I'm here with you. Let me release this to you because you, you guys are all fasting. Behold, and all of a sudden you begin to feel the manifestation of complete soundness in your mind and, and, and in every part of your life. That's great. And then we can be carriers of that same wholeness, conduits of, of releasing that to people. I want you to think with me. I know we only have just a brief amount of time left. I want you to reflect, think about just a few instances 
where you, and you don't have to say it out loud, where you felt like you were not going to make it. Where you were in a point in this walk and you, you had thoughts of, I, ju I just don't think I'm going to make it. But also I want you to remember <laughs> how the Lord showed up and brought great deliverance and freedom to you. And how he was so faithful. Even when you didn't feel like you were going to make it. Has anyone ever been there? We all have. Every single one of us. And my point is to do that as an activity of encouragement for all of us. To go, you know what? Let's keep moving forward. No matter what we faced in the past, God has always been faithful. Have you ever felt like you've been in a prison house? To some degree. Have you ever felt like you've been in a lion's den? To some degree. I mean, have you ever felt like you're looking at something that's so insurmountable and it's filled with water? You're standing on the edge of it as a leader or, you, or, or the representative and the Lord says, you know what? Take the staff that I've given you. <laughs> Part the sea and you're thinking, what? What's this staff going to do? I mean, you might be thinking this in your mind, but the Lord says, just follow my directive. Just follow my lead. Listen to my voice and watch what I'm going to do to this sea right in front of your very eyes. And when Moses did it, what did God do? It opened up. Um, I... That is one of the most incredible miracles in, in the scripture to me. One of them. It was phenomenal. I mean, imagine being there. <laughs> imagine being Moses and, 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 you know, the Lord's trying to teach and train him how to hear his voice and obey. He's got this, this rod initially, remember? Cast it on the ground. Turns into a snake. And then he says, pick it up. He's trying to train him in, in following his voice and then watching what God can do. That, to me, that is incredible. I don't know about you. I probably would have said the same thing. Lord, that's a snake. I'm not picking that thing up. But when he picked it up, it turned back into a rod, right? All about learning to hear the voice and obey. And then God did his part. Moses partnered. It was a partnership is really what that was. And God was teaching him, and he's teaching us new ways to partner with him in the, the time and the season that we're all in. So let's keep reading here. We got a few more minutes. So you got health coming speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of Yahweh shall be thy re reward. Then you shall call, and this kind of goes to what Monica was saying earlier, and Yahweh will answer. Thou shalt cry, and, and he shall say, Here am I. If thou take away the midst of, the, of thee the yoke, the pointing of the finger, and speaking vanity, and if thou draw out not thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall your light rise out of Hosak. So there's the light coming out of the midst of the darkness that we're walking through. That's what we're believing the Lord for this year, right? Amen. Light. The light's in us. The light surrounds us, and it, it far exceeds uh, dimensional realities, too. <laughs> I, I don't know what, uh, I'm just expectant of what's going to happen this year. And I feel in my spirit that the light is going to spring forth in the midst of the darkness, and it's going to just annihilate the enemy and his forces, and he's going to go before us, and, and, and it's going to be great. 
I'm just believing that. And then in the midst of that, the light rising out of Hosak, then it says, in Yahweh, the plan will guide you continually and then satisfy your soul anytime there's, you're in the midst of a drought or dry place. So there's, there's this continually guiding that, that the plan is going to do for us, and then there's a satisfaction in the soul that comes when you're, when you're faced with dryness or like a drought. And then he says he's going to make fat thy bones, I'm not going to go there. A watered garden, a spring of water whose waters fail not. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up foundations of many generations, and they will call you the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. That's all part of this fasting that's here. And I believe these are, these are insights and promises that we can expect as we move forward together now and in the coming years. And then Isaiah talks about this famous passage, darkness covering the earth and gross darkness the people. In Isaiah 60, arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the plan of God, Yahweh, is risen upon thee. For behold, darkness, or hosak, is going to cover the earth, and gross darkness, and that word there, I didn't put the Hebrew word there, just means like a gloomy uh, state as the lowering of the, the sky, is going to cover the people, but Yahweh, the plan of God, will arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon you. And the Gentiles are coming to what? The light. And kings are coming to the brightness of the rising. So there's light all around. There's, there's brightness all around, right? But it stems out of the, the, the Hosack and then the, the gross darkness that's going on around. These rulers are governing this as we speak. And I think our intercession is targeting this, and it's, it's hitting the mark, and the Lord's releasing insight and illumination and revelation to prepare us to go forth as a people. I, that's one of the things that he's doing in our intercession. I believe that. And we're going to see the manifestation of it a lot more rapidly than we've ever known. I, I just, I, I see that, I feel that. I don't know about you, but... Now, I want, this is what I want to, I don't want to end on this, but I do want us to see this. I've done a lot of lamenting over the last few months. I'm just saying. Can I say something? You bet. Go for it. Along those lines of what you just said. Okay. Yep. Done a lot of lamenting. When you read this passage in Isaiah 58, when I read this, it's like I, I, I hear the Lord, so the Lord is like saying, okay, look. You know, is this the fast that I've called you to? Have I called you to afflict your soul, to bow down, to be in sackcloth and ashes? Um, you know, you're going to call this a fast and an acceptable day unto the Lord. But I, the fast that I am calling, the fast that I have chosen, is for you to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens from off of others, to let the oppressed go free, mm -hmm. to like, you know, we are to shine the light to let oppression go away from these people that are oppressed and to break every yoke. Is it not to deal your bread to the hungry and that you bring the poor that have been cast out unto your house? When you see the naked, you cover them and that you don't hide yourself from your own flesh. And, you know, you, you talk about, um, you know, a, a, being in a state of lamenting, you know, for stuff that's going on around you. 
What I see here is what gets you out of the darkness and into the light is when you get your eyes off of yourself and onto the needs of other people. I mean, that's when I when I read it, that's that's how. I mean, that's the fast. I mean, I almost read this like, look, you know, you're saying the way to fast is to afflict your soul, to bow your head down, to look all, you know, fastish. <laughs> but I, that's not what I've called you to do. Here's what I've called you to do. Am I, am I reading that wrong? No, no. You know, and it goes on to say in verse 9, you know, the Lord will answer. He'll, you know, but then he says, here am I. If you take away from the midst of you the yoke, the bondage, take that away from you. Stop pointing your finger, you know, putting forth your finger. Stop speaking vanity. You know, stop all that and realize that God is sovereign and he has a plan and all we, are, all we have to do is to be aligned and in order behind what he's doing. Mm -hmm. No, no, that's definitely there. Definitely there. I do want to just mention this quickly. I know we're, we're out of time, but I just think it's interesting. When I say lamenting, I love the fact that lamentations, it, it, the writer of this book says he was led into darkness and not into the light. And he's detailing in the first, let's see, ver in chapter 3, verses 1 through 20, he's going through all this, all this stuff, and he's saying, I am a man that has seen affliction. He led me and he brought me into Hosack, but not into the light. Surely against me he's turned. He's turned his hand against me. So he's lamenting all this stuff that's not good. But the point that I want to make to that is, Look at how he turns immediately in verse 21 and starts to say the correct things. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, have I hope. It is of Yahweh's mercies that we are not consumed. Because of his compassions, they fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, immuna. Yahweh is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. Yahweh is good to them that wait for him. To the soul that seeks him. It is good that a man should hope and quietly wait for the salvation of Yahweh, which is really the deliverance that comes from the plan of God. So even though he's lamenting and going through all this negative stuff, he finally comes to the realization, hey, this is all going to work out. It's part of the plan. I know deliverance is coming. I need to wait. I need to focus on the amuna, the faithfulness, which is the root word of uh, aman. And so that's key as we as we move forward. So, yeah, David Psalms did the same pattern over and over again. He would list out all of the, the problems, and you go, oh, but but I'll remember. Well, I like reading them because I can connect with that because I'm going, okay, I need to get out of that and I need to go into this. That's how I view it because it does help realign us. So good. Yeah. So and it's the same way that what Les was saying from Isaiah 58. It. It does realign us, and I'm grateful that he leads us that way. And then just go, all right, just deal with the darkness. I'm not going to help you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, your mind, your mind starts thinking that. It's like, Lord, don't you know I'm here? And so you start kind of being like the, uh, the lamenter um, 
that was lamenting. <laughs> well, we've all been there. Yeah. So I am done. Thank you, guys. Um, I hope that this was, this was a blessing in some way. I know the Lord's blessed me mm-hmm. with just Very being good. able to read this. Very good, Mark. So blessings to all of you. Goodness, I'm done.